This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. And we're going to jump into our word. Amen. We're coming out of Proverbs 18 and 21. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We know Solomon wrote the Proverbs. Amen. Hallelujah. He had a wise father in David. Amen. We know Solomon went on to be the uh, uh, third king of Israel. Hallelujah. And he wrote these words. And we shared this last week during uh, the message, the blood, the word, and the seal. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, very, very familiar scripture. Amen. It is Proverbs 18.21. I'm reading from the Amplified Version of the Bible. And it reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Last week we were talking about uh, covenants we, with the blood, the word, and the seal. Amen. We know that the word part of the covenant, amen, hallelujah, is a, uh, a very important uh, element in the covenant. Amen. We use words to enter into a covenant uh, with Jesus Christ and, and Father God and receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Words have power. Amen. In other words, words are those things that help us enter into a covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The antithesis of a covenant, hallelujah, or using words to enter into a covenant is a trend that has been happening in the church for many, many years, and it's called transactional Christianity, where your word doesn't mean anything. Seemingly, all words have consequences, where I could change my mind like that. And, you know, I was saved yesterday, but today I'm not saved. It's not covenant. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you today, but I don't love you tomorrow. Or, I, I love this job, I'm committed to this job today, but I'm going to quit tomorrow and leave everybody hanging. Hallelujah. This, this transactional Christianity is a danger to the church. I know for many years I engaged in uh, using transactional Christianity to try to win people to Christ. Making a promise or trying to hold God to something that he did not say out of his word and when people don't get that promise fulfilled, they get frustrated and want to leave the church. They want to leave God. So transactional Christianity is very dangerous, amen, is where your word does not really mean anything to you. And unfortunately, it has impacted our young people greatly, amen, hallelujah. We have, hallelujah, we've even descended out of boyfriend, girlfriend now, amen, it's just hook it up now. Look it up on Tinder. Transaction. You give me something, I give you something, and we both win, at least temporarily. Hallelujah. This transactional point of view is very dangerous. God wanted me to deal with it today. Amen. Hallelujah. So from that standpoint, hallelujah, our message today is beware of transactional Christianity. Beware of transactional Christianity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have had people leave the church because they engaged in transactional Christianity. Don't nobody love me there. Don't nobody call me. 
their reason for being apart was a transaction. If you give me the love I believe I deserve, then I will stay. If you agree with my opinion, then I will stay. If you agree with my point of view, I will stay. There is no commitment. There is no covenant. There is no Christian point of view. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not saying stay a part of something that's abusive or destructive. Hallelujah. But there will be rocky roads in any relationship, including the Christian walk. Hallelujah. Glory to God that we all have to endure. Hallelujah. Without being transactional. Hallelujah. And our approach. Amen. With that say, let's pray. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus, and you have presented us with a challenging message today. And Father God, this message is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Unveil today. Deliver us today. Enlighten us today. Nourish us today that we might understand the height, the depth, the width, the breadth of your love for us in this Christian walk, that you might deliver us from error and cause us to go on to excellence in the matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I decrease that you might increase in me. Speak today like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Transactional Christianity. Be aware that you'd be not caught up in this type of Christian walk. If it is even Christian, I would argue it's not Christian. Hallelujah. But what is, next slide please, what is transactional Christianity? What is it? What are you talking about, brother minister? Hallelujah. Next slide please. Transactional Christianity, hallelujah, notice I did not capitalize it because God told me not to capitalize it, amen, is when a person believes that they can exchange goods, services, or money with God and in return receive from him whatever they want when they want it. This type of perspective is more akin to a business deal than true Christianity, hallelujah. I remember moving to Texas and everybody telling me that I was a tithe payer, so God had to bless me, like, like God owed me something. And then we look at Malachi 3 and we, we think that's the end of all our issues, amen, hallelujah. But understand that Malachi 3 was written during the Old Covenant, amen, hallelujah. And I would argue with you today that the Old Covenant was a transactional, hallelujah, relationship between the Israelites and God. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. It's a transaction. that they could never fulfill their part of the deal. Why? Because they were human. No humans are perfect. My God. Hallelujah. I can't tell you how many $700 lines and $100 lines and $500 lines I've gotten on because I was trying to, if I give this money, then I obligate God to do this. Our giving should not be transactional where we're trying to put God in debt to us. Amen. 
our giving, amen, hallelujah, is a response to his love. For God so loved the world, he gave. And in response, because we are uh, recipients of that love and salvation, amen, we respond in kind, in love, back to him, and we support his church, his body. For many years, I engaged in transactional giving. And that transactional giving did not result in blessings. It resulted in me being in debt. I was in debt for many years as a Christian. I was very friendly with the debt collector as a result. We became friends. He would yell at me, hallelujah, then call back and say, Mr. Brown, I'm sorry I had to yell at you, but my uh, supervisor was on the other end. So he played good cop and bad cop at the same time. He's probably playing me through the whole thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. But my Christian perspective led me into debt. Y'all all heard me talking about being suicidal and uh, with thoughts and things like that in Texas. Amen. It was a result of a transactional type of Christianity. Lord, I picked up these people from the airport. I picked up bishops and apostles, and leaders. Lord, I serve the man of God with all I had. Hallelujah. Yet you do not bless me. What is wrong? You are unfair, God. And now the church in Texas is not successful. Hallelujah. When you believe the depression is where I believe I cannot get something that I need or want, hallelujah, and thus I fell into depression and suicide because I believe God was not good. Ordained minister, pastor of the Living Waters Christians, Living Waters Evangelistic Ministries at Dallas, fell into depression because my perspective was a transactional Christianity. It has pervaded our churches. It has corrupted our Christian approach. It is not what God intended for his people. We must beware. I remember the minister trying to convince me that I should get on the $700 line. He said, hey, man, how come you didn't get on this line? I don't have it. Well, can you borrow it? This is the Christian perspective. I go to my mother. My mother goes to her retirement and takes $700 out so that I can participate in this transactional Christianity. Would God demand from me something I didn't have? And would God have me then raise me up to an expectation that he was not going to fulfill? He's not going to keep a promise that's not his. It might have been the preachers. Might have been the meant of God, but it was not God. It was transactional Christianity. If you want to get ahead of life, get on the $100 line, obligate God, put God in chains, and force him to do what you want. 
oh God, y'all not going to like me with this, but fasting. Fasting turns into a transactional Christianity because I'm going to deny myself food to obligate God to do something for me. Yes, early in my walk, God honored that because that's where I was. He understood where I was at that point, hallelujah. But it came a certain point, amen, that those same elementary school tactics that I was using, he stopped honoring. He stopped fulfilling. Yes, so that we don't feel upset or angry or I mess with your theology, amen. If you're spending significant time with God, it's not wise to be eating potato chips while you do it. Right? You're, you're spending time with him, and every, nothing else matters at that time, including food. All right? So I get that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not going to be eating some Twizzlers and talking to God. All right? He has my attention, amen, even away from food. Hallelujah. But the means that we have been led into our Christian walk, that we hold God uh, at our beck and call, he's obligated to us, is not Christianity. My God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Or that in this life you'll never go through anything as long as you're a tither. Not the case. It's not the case at all. Hallelujah. My, my thoughts in Texas were, Lord, I did everything I was supposed to do. Why did the church fail? Why did you not come through for me? Why did I leave my job, which he never told me to do? Why did I leave all and then go do this and then you don't come through because it was not through relationship with him at least that I went down there, hallelujah. It was more a transaction that I did all this I deserve to be blessed. I deserve to be a pastor. I deserve my own church. Now you are obligated to give it to me. And guess what? He was not. I'm angry at God. I'm angry at the man of God that sent me. I'm angry at the world. I'm angry at Christians. But I never understood that my perspective was wrong. My God. I can never understand grace if my mentality is transactional based. That I'm earning my way instead of he graced me with this because of his love for me. It is a worldly mentality that has attacked the church. My God. Next slide, please. The first transactional instance in the Bible. Let's take a look at it real quick. We're coming out of Genesis 3 and 1, 2, 3. Hallelujah. It reads, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Hallelujah. We know that the devil had influenced this serpent, hallelujah, to speak to Eve. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now God had told them to freely eat from any tree of the garden. Now, did Adam and Eve deserve the garden of Eden to be planted? No. It was just the goodness of God to provide for them a comfortable uh, place to live 
and, and, and to have provisions uh, in the form of food and, and, and atmosphere, amen, and it was so comfortable that they did not need textile clothing to wear. Now, I, I, I believe, based on Psalm 8, that they had a glory clothing upon themselves, hallelujah, that, uh, that God intended for them to have on themselves, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. And she says, yea, have, no, he said, yea, have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. So here she's adding something that God did not say. We can't even touch it, lest we die. All right, glory to God. Now, You've heard me say before that in the garden, the tree represented uh, grace and the, the tree of life represented grace and the tree of the knowledge of evil represented law. So knowledge of good and evil is the law. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Verse three, uh, verse four, excuse me, says, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods. He's selling her a bill of goods. He's gaslighting her. He's conning her. He's making a promise to her that will not come to pass. Knowing good and evil. God never intended for us to know good and evil. Oh my God. What? God never intended for us to know good and evil. No, he didn't. It's too much of a burden for us. Corinthians 15, chapter 15 says, uh, the strength of sin is the law. Don't do that. What do we do? We go ahead and do it. Keep your legs crossed. What we do? We go ahead and do it. Don't touch that. We go ahead and do it. God didn't want that burden to be on us. All right. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise. She felt like God was holding out on her and didn't give her everything that pertains to life and to godliness and had a desire for something based on the promise of this devil. And she took she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband and he did eat. Now Adam from scholarly studies here knew what he was doing. Knew that there was a death sentence for Eve and he chose because he loved Eve so much he chose to eat as well as opposed to hallelujah had he shed his blood for Eve and died and had confidence that God would raise him from the dead, we wouldn't be in this mess. That's a lot. That's a big ask, though. That's an ask we could only ask of Jesus. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. Hallelujah. The, her focusing on a transaction between her and the devil, amen, hallelujah, now results in, hallelujah, the glory clothing, amen, now disappears. And they sewed fig leaves together, hallelujah, self-righteousness. Fig leaves being clothed as self-righteousness, hallelujah, wearing all white.
to church because we think it's holy. Self-righteousness. The color white in and of itself is innocent. It has nothing to do with anything. Hallelujah. But the mentality that wearing white to church will make me more holy. Self-righteousness. And made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife's hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. There was fear now in them for God because she had engaged in a transactional, act, a transactional kind of dealings with the devil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And got the consequences. Hallelujah. Themselves from the presence of the Lord, God amongst the trees of the garden. Hallelujah. So here a transaction, hallelujah, between Eve and the devil results in the fall of mankind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ladies, be careful of the dudes with the slick tongues, more subtle. You were made to hear the words of a man and respond favorably to them. I don't want you to be offended. I'm not trying to beat you up. Amen. I'm explaining. Doesn't it make sense, hallelujah, that Eve would respond to Adam? positively and that I ain't trying to hear that there was none of that attitude at that time she was open to it so that gift and it was intended as a gift was put in you hallelujah unfortunately men that want to engage in a transactional relationship with you hallelujah, if you love me you'll sleep with me transactional it's not love it's a transaction I give you words that you need or want to hear love, and in turn, you give me your body. My God, hallelujah. The devil set that in order. <laughs> My God, that the corruption of it, hallelujah. Glory to God. Transaction gone wrong. My God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Have you considered God's servant Job? Have you considered him? Let's take a look at him. Hallelujah. Next slide. We're coming out of Job 1, verses 8 through 10. This is the account where the, the sons of God came to meet God in heaven. Amen. Glory to God. And Satan still had access to God at this point. And it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and eschewth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. So in other words, Satan saying to God, hallelujah, he's only serving you because of the things you gave him. How you blessed him. That's the only reason he's, he, he, uh, you, you favor him or he favors you because the things you did for him. I've had people say to me things like, you Christians think you're all that because of this or that or the other. Y'all think y'all holier than other people you know the person's trying to convince me that hallelujah the same way satan's trying you know was trying to convince god which he couldn't hallelujah that 
you know, if God didn't do this, that, or the third, then I would give up my Christianity and be a sinner like them. Let's read on. Next slide, please. Satan says to him, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Now, let me say this to you. I, I, I believe Satan really believed this. He didn't understand the concept of a covenant between God and Job that was unbreakable. He was jealous of Job's relationship with God. He did not understand that Job would hang in there with God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read on. Hallelujah. We're headed somewhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Job's response to his calamities. You know, haven't you met Christians and they've gone through hard things and left the church? Left Christianity, so to speak, if that's possible. A true Christian can't leave Christianity. He's a Christian forever. He or she is a Christian forever. Hallelujah. But those who engage in transactional Christianity could just come and go as they please. Because there was really no relationship there. Hallelujah. Let's see. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Job 1 and 20. Now, let's understand that Job had lost all that he owned and lost all of his children. How could that be? How could God do that? I, I don't want to get too deep on you, but from a God perspective, Job's children are never gone. They just went from this earthly realm to one day being in the heavenly realm. So they were they're not really gone. Even thermodynamics teaches us that energy is not lost or gained. It just changes from one state to another. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even those that are, we are all immortal beings. You'll either spend eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. Hallelujah. There's no oblivion where we just, none of us exists anymore. Hallelujah. We just go from one state to the, to the, to the other. Hallelujah. But Job had lost everything. And as any human being, you would be in despair if you lost everything you owned and your children and your wife told you to curse God and die. But what was Job's response? Job says, then, uh, uh, then Job rose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Oh, my God. Because he was in relationship, hallelujah, despite the difficulties he went through, he still worshipped the Lord. Because of his relationship, hallelujah, it wasn't based on transaction. Although he had gone through some very, 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 very difficult things, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, he still worshiped the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God. We cannot engage in transactional Christianity, hallelujah, if the difficulties of life catch up with us, hallelujah, then I don't want nothing to do with the church no more. Young people, be careful. Because life is hard. We live on a fallen world. You will go through difficulties. But God is still there. You're breathing. You're alive. You have the movement of your hands and legs. And but for those of you who may have gone through a disability or a challenge, amen, you are still alive. You're still breathing. 
That is a gift. Yes, we want more than that. I, I get it. Hallelujah. But a transactional mindset will be like, I can't wait till I get old enough to move out because I ain't going back to church no more. And our failings as a church is we never taught our young adults, our children, how to have a relationship with God. That's on us. You need to be in church. You need to do this. No, what you need is a relationship with your creator. The one who came and died for you. Because if your belief in God is he's got to do this, that, and the third for me to believe in him, then you're really not going to have a strong relationship with him. Because life has challenges. And even Pastor Brown still goes through difficult things in life. Even me and Durette and our marriage still have challenges because we live in a fallen world. And she and I have both suffered trauma throughout our lives that and have baggage that impacts our relationship. Even though I'm ordained, I'm a pastor, I've been doing this for 10 years, baloney. I'm a human being on the earth, a fallen earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jo then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. He was not reckless in the words he said at this point. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Jesus seemingly questions Father God in his hour of suffering. We know Jesus is the God-man. He was both God and man. In his spirit, he was God. His physical being was a man. They merged together. He was the God-man. Let's see. Next slide, please. Matthew 27, 46. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version. Hallelujah. About the ninth hour, that would be three o'clock, hallelujah, about when Jesus was about to give up the ghost or give up his life force, hallelujah. Jesus cried with a loud voice and said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, excuse my Hebrew, hallelujah. That is, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me, leaving me helpless, forsaking and failing me in my need? Why would Jesus say this, hallelujah. But how would the God-man say this? Hallelujah, the man part, the humanity was suffering, yes. But there's a secret to this scripture. He was really quoting from Psalm 22. Hallelujah, glory to God. Let's, seek it. Let's look at the secret of this, hallelujah. Next slide, please. Jesus was quoting a Psalm of David. 
Next slide, please. Psalm 22, 1 through 5, I'm reading for the New Living Translation because it's a more modern English that is uh, more easily understandable to us. Holly, this is a Psalm of David. Now, we understand that David went through 13 years of heavy suffering, amen, as he ran from Saul for his life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And David means beloved of God. Why would the beloved of God have to run for 13 years? Let's read. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away from away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. David was in caves. He was on the run. He had his wife taken from him. His wife was given to another man, another man sleeping with his wife. I can kind of understand why he would say these words. He went through stuff that we go through on this fallen world, this world that God never intended for us to live in. Let's read on. Every night I lift up my voice, but I find no relief, yet you are holy. Ha, my God, hallelujah. Enthroned on the praises of Israel, our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. Hallelujah. He, hallelujah, I believe this is something kind of like what David did to encourage himself in the Lord when his men were trying to kill him, hallelujah, because their wives and children had been taken away at Ziklag, hallelujah. He was encouraging himself in the Lord. I feel something, but my feeling at the time is not necessarily Hallelujah, the whole picture or the whole reality, hallelujah. Let me remind myself of the goodness of God. Let me encourage myself in the Lord. I say our ancestors trusted in you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were, ne and were never disgraced. Jesus was quoting from David to encourage himself. <laughs> In the Lord at the cross. Woo, Jesus. When we go through difficulties, remind, this is why we do testimonies, remind yourself of the goodness of God. It will get you through the difficult times. Remind yourself. You are not your emotions. Let me say that again. You are not your emotions. You are not your emotions. Your emotions is something that God blessed you with and gave you. But we don't have to be subject to our emotions. We can encourage ourselves in the Lord. Remind yourself of all that God did for you in those difficult times. Hallelujah. Glory. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Somebody may not call you. Let me, let me give you a real, Pastor Brown may not call you. Elder so-and-so may not call you. Sister so-and-so may not call you. But encourage yourself in the Lord, amen, before you decide to leave the church. Transactional Christianity. Beware. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Saints, believers are friends of God. We are friends of God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. John 15, 15. Here Jesus is preparing his disciples for his crucifixion. He says, I no longer call you slaves. 
That's what the, 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 the Greek word means there, hallelujah, servants, hallelujah. Because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. We are, now he was speaking directly to his disciples there, but he, God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's not the respecter of persons, amen, hallelujah. God is our friend. God is your friend. Matter of fact, he's the best friend you'll ever have. I know we want fleshly friends, and there's nothing wrong with that, hallelujah, but we need to understand that e our human relationships, hallelujah, will be flawed. Why? Because we have a relationship with flawed individuals. Each of us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Let me, let me say this too. This is not to defend me, but to defend the institution, amen, there will never be a pastor who will be like Jesus and be perfect. If you, I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically now, if you decide to leave here because you are dissatisfied and you go someplace else, hallelujah, at some point you will find dissatisfaction in the next man or woman of God. Now, I'm not talking about don't leave a, an abusive situation. If you're being abused, if you're not being taught Jesus, I'll be the first one to tell you to leave. Leave. Run from here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But we need to understand that every relationship that we enter into, there will be some difficulties that we have to experience. Hallelujah. Listen, mommy and daddy were not perfect. My kids know that now. They're adults. They see the flaws in me. They see the flaws in their mother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every relationship will have flaws in it including your relationship with your pastor. Why? Because he or she is not Jesus. Hallelujah. We cannot engage. Hallelujah. The average Christian stays at a church for three years. I'm talking about across the country. I'm not talking about us here, but the average Christian stays at a church for three years because we have engaged in transactional Christianity. He don't call me. He don't take care of me. He don't love me. She don't love me. She always pay attention to them and don't pay attention to me. You know, these kind of human lower kind of thoughts, hallelujah. We've all had them. I've had them. But it doesn't mean it was God. It means it was human. Hallelujah. But we're friends of God. Hallelujah. He's the best friend you'll ever have. Young people, I want to encourage you. He's the best friend you'll ever have. He's never let me down. Doesn't mean I haven't been through tough things, but he's always been there for me when humans were not there for me. Hallelujah. It is not that I am beating up humans. It's just that we are limited. Hallelujah. We can only do so much. God is unlimited. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Jesus will stick with you through thick and through thin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide. Let's go to Proverbs 18:24. Same chapter as we started with. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe this is an illusion. This is a prophetic. This is Solomon prophetically pointing forward to Jesus. He says, the man of too many friends chosen indiscriminately you know, the person who's popular everywhere, Mr. or Mrs. Popular, hallelujah, will be broken into pieces and come to ruin. But there is a true loving friend 
who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't care that my hair fell out, that my gut's hanging over my, my, my belt. Jesus, hallelujah, loves me as I am, but also loves me enough that he is motivated to cause me to continue to grow and to mature. Hallelujah. I have been in some difficult situations where we had no water. And all the stuff we went to the bathroom was still in the toilet, but he got me out of it. We had no electricity, but he got me out of it. We were on welfare for six months in Texas. Ate pretty well. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he got us out of that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. There's, it's probably more I can even remember, hallelujah, that Jesus has always got us out of it. Instead of blaming him for putting us in it, I had to come to an understanding that this was not heaven. This is a fallen world. It is a result of man thinking he can live independent of God. We got this, God. We can act like you don't exist. How can you look at the sun every day and think God doesn't exist? How can you look at the moon and think that God doesn't exist? How can you look at the vastness of the ocean and believe that God doesn't exist? How can you look at male and female and believe that God doesn't, that this just happened randomly? How can you look at the stars and believe that God doesn't exist, but man, hallelujah, wanted to do it on his own? God, you, we don't need you. And you know what? If I do get in a relationship with you, uh, I'm going to make this deal. Uh, if I put down this pack of Newports, do you promise to make me into a millionaire? Making deals. Transactional Christianity. Lord, I'm going to do this, but this better happen on the other side or I, I'm walking. I'm not praying anymore. I'm not coming to church anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do me. Beware of transactional Christianity. Hallelujah. Let's look at another uh, scripture here. Next slide, please. Hebrews 13.5. Hallelujah. This, the writer here, whoever he was, was speaking to an audience of Hebrews, and he was reminding them of how God encouraged Joshua as he was about to take over from Moses. And he says, let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust and craving for earthly possessions and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have let's stop there for a second amen hallelujah i don't live in my dream house right now but i'm grateful to have a roof over my head doesn't mean god's not going to bless me one day uh, if he so chooses hallelujah glory to god but i'm i'm learning to be happy in what I have as opposed to being angry at God for some unfulfilled promise that hasn't happened yet. To be content in what I have right now. Instead of, I wish I was seven foot tall, or uh, oh, I, I wish I had curly hair, or hair at all for that matter. 
to be happy with what I have, what he's blessed me with. Hallelujah. Because, oh my God, everyone here, what God gave you as far as your body was his best. Us spending time comparing ourselves with other people is a waste of time. What God gave you in terms of your body, your complexion, your hair texture, the look and shape of your face, your, your everything. I was going to go someplace I shouldn't have. Hallelujah. So I stopped myself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God gave you his best. And any thought of body shaming or low self-esteem because of your body is a work of the devil. Why did God give me this body? Because he gave you his best. Oh, Brother Pastor, I don't believe that. And it's this type of thinking that causes and opens the door to all kind of negative thoughts. And we think that we're on the bad end of a transaction that God gave me this. Why did he make me taller? Why did he make me shorter? Why didn't he give me this, this texture here? Why didn't he give me a lighter complexion? Why didn't he give me this? Why it's baloney. It's man's way of thinking. God gave you his best. You look like how you're supposed to. And it's blessed. And it's blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No, I'm not talking about God made you overweight. I'm talking about your basic, you know, I did this. I'm doing this. Hallelujah. But God, what God blessed me with was blessed. Amen. I haven't been a good steward of my body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But what God gave me, what I was born with, was blessed. It was his best. What God gave you, what you were born with, is his best. Everybody in here is beautiful. God didn't make a mistake. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read on. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Let's go slowly with that again. This is, this is the writer of Hebrews reminding the Hebrew listeners of this letter, hallelujah, that, hallelujah, uh, of what God did for Joshua uh, as he was transitioning from Moses to Joshua, hallelujah. But we know God's not the respective persons, amen. He's not going to do for one, which he won't do for all of us, amen, hallelujah. It says, for God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you. God will not fail you nor give you up, God's not going to abandon you or leave you without support. They were true for Joshua. They're true for us. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree, a, a, a triple, hallelujah, uh, uh, affirmation here, hallelujah, leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. He's got you. If you allow him. Every attempt I, you know, I have a third, in, I have another income that I have. Now, there are days God told me, tells me, go home, don't do it. And I have to believe he has my best interest in mind and that he will supply what I physically 
uh, am not doing on that day to earn extra income. It's hard. I can't speak for you, for you ladies, amen, but from a man's standpoint, it's hard to give up the control, especially in the area of money where God tells me to go home. Don't earn that extra money today. I got you. Be- and because of his reputation, because of his history with me, because of his, his character, I choose to believe him. I go home. And sometimes I think, what would the rent think well, if I come home and I'm not earning this extra money? That's me, though. It's, it has nothing to do with her. It has, has everything to do with me. What will she think? Hallelujah. Thankfully, she thinks the Lord has us. Well, if God told you to do it, come on home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Saints, he will never fail you. I can, although life is hard and I've been through some difficult things, God has never failed me. Never. Ever. It's not in his nature to fail us. Every failing we have ever had hallelujah, had nothing to do with God. He will never fail us. He will never not give us support. Hallelujah. He is always with us, believers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're talking about transactional Christianity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. The Christian life, in spite of its difficulties and challenges, is not about transactions between believers and God, but about relationship. It's not about the exchange of things. You know, we've made praise and worship into a transaction. Well, you know, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Y'all better praise him. God ain't going to bless nobody in here until you give them a praise. We've made it into a transaction that God is an addict, a fiend for our praise. And if we don't feed that addiction, then God's not going to bless us. Now, first and foremost, God's no fiend. God's not addicted to anything, otherwise he wouldn't be God. Praise and worship is a response to the goodness of God that he was going to give us anyway. We're not earning his, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. It's transactional Christianity. I must give him praise. Uh, If I don't give him praise, he won't bless me. And we turn church into a worldly party. And we call emotionalism the Holy Spirit. Should we be emotional during praise and worship? Certainly. Should we have a fire of the Holy Ghost in us? Certainly. But it should, all this should be a result and a response to him first loving us. It's not that we first love him, but that he first loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins or an appeasing sacrifice for our sins. I know I'm messing with your theology right now. Hallelujah. We want to get away from that transactional Christianity. It is false that when the praises go up, the blessings come down. 
from an earning standpoint. Can blessings come down? Certainly they can, hallelujah. But because that's the nature of God anyway. Does he inhabit the praises of the people? Why wouldn't he? He loves his people. I want to be around you. You're praising me, uh, you know, but I don't. God doesn't need our praise. If we fail the praise of the rocks, we'll cry out and praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because he's God. Everything around him praises him. Hallelujah. Not because he needs it, but because he is that wonderful. Hallelujah. Transactional Christianity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's take a look at this. Hallelujah. We're going to come out of Romans 8. Next slide, please. Verse 14. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me go back for a second. Hallelujah. Since the Christian life, in spite of its difficulties and challenges, is not about, a tran- not about transactions between believers and God, but about relationship. Now let's go to Romans 8, 14. I'm reading from the Amplified, class, uh, Amplified Version, Hallelujah, of the Bible. This is Paul speaking to the church at Rome. He says, for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We, as born-again believers, amen, it is the Holy Spirit that has uh, reconnected with us, hallelujah, that caused the new birth in us, hallelujah. Our spirits are now born again because they're connected to God, who's the source of our spirit force, our spirit life, hallelujah, glory to God. Now, we, hallelujah, are friends of God, and even beyond that, we are sons of God. Even ladies, you are sons of God. It's not about gender here, amen. It's about your position. We are sons of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Asa is my son. Cheyenne and Raven are my children. Everything, hallelujah, my thought right now is what can I leave for them when I'm no longer on this earth? Everything that is mine will be theirs. Hallelujah. I can see Asa just grabbing them keys to that that, that Tesla out there. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) My man would jump on that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're sons of God. It's not a transaction. Our relationship with God is that we are sons of God regardless of our gender. It's a position. It's not a gender-based thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. For ye have not received the spirit of slavery, leading again to fear of God's judgment. Hallelujah. We're not appointed for the day of wrath. We're not appointed for wrath. We're not appointed for the day of judgment. Hallelujah. We are sons of God. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. He is our heavenly Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Which is a term of endearment. Hallelujah. Towards God. It's not a transaction. It's a relationship. I want to encourage you young people. It's a relationship. Just like y'all speak on the phone for hours with your friends or you play video games for hours with your friends. I spend time with God. No, he's not flesh where I can grab him, but he is a person. He's the greatest person. He created heaven and earth. And I speak to him and he speaks to me. Hallelujah. He impresses things upon me. It's not always, it's not words that can be heard with the physical ears. Amen, hallelujah. But it's a speaking within to my whole being. It's relationship. 
It's not transaction, it's relationship. Hookups are transactions. Let me hook up with her. Let me every relationship I had before my wife was a transactional relationship. Was a hookup. I don't owe you nothing, you don't owe me nothing. Let's just make each other feel good for a little bit and then we go our separate ways. No commitment, no sacrifice, very selfish. Give me what I want, you give me you get what you want. Selfish. Transactional. My Christian walk was transactional. And transactional Christianity led me to depression and entertaining suicidal thoughts because I didn't understand I had a loving Abba Father, that I was a son of God. I read the scripture, but it didn't penetrate me. I'm just reading the surface of the scripture. I am a son of God. You are a son of God. You are a friend of God. He will reveal things to you. Amen. It's called prayer. Revelation. Amen. When he shows you things. Amen. He loves you. He did not cause this world to be fallen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man did. Hallelujah. As being deceived by the devil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We will go through difficult things in life, but hallelujah, we're not supposed to kick in, uh, kick it, throw in the towel, amen, and kick the bucket, hallelujah, glory to God. We have to understand we have a loving relationship with our heavenly Father, hallelujah, as uh, illustrated through the life and the death of Jesus Christ and the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of us now, hallelujah, that it's a loving relationship, hallelujah, and it's difficult if you've not come from a loving relationship. And thank God for the gift of the church that can unveil that God loves you with an everlasting love. And it's not about what you do for him. It's first about receiving. The meaning of life is to receive God's love and to freely give it to others. How do we receive his love? I have to understand that someone died for me and paid for my sins and not fight it anymore. Transactional Christianity will cause me not to receive all that Jesus died to give you. Most important of which is the forgiveness of all your sins, past, present, and future. You cannot earn it. You cannot dress it up. You cannot give it to tithes and offerings, amen, I could never repay God for forgiving me of all my sins. I can't tip God. Here, God, here's a tip. God doesn't need my money. Money's something man made valuable, not God. Paper money, hallelujah. Matter of fact, it's not even backed by gold, but that's a whole nother thing. Hallelujah. He loves us. And he wants us to mature beyond a transactional point of view of God to knowing that he loves us. Let me conclude with this. Amen. I have three quick points. Last slide. Hallelujah. Point number one, amen, is God is not a genie that provides for us three wishes at our beck and call, but a loving father that will provide for us things that are in our best interest at an appointed time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's not Will Smith painted in blue. The genie of Aladdin, that we get three wishes, and he's going to take care of us. He's a loving father that at the right time, 
will bless us for, with those things that are appropriate for us and in our best interest. Number two, transactional Christianity boils down to attempting to keep the law. The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. If I attempt a lifestyle that is law-driven with a covenant that was not even meant for me, it was between God and the Israelites that came out of Egypt, hallelujah, it will lead to death. Amen. You know, the wages of sin are death. I try to keep the law. I break it one time. Hallelujah. I'm going to hell. Death, separation from God. Hallelujah. Transactional Christianity is the law. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. It shouldn't be all the favorite people, amen, that the pastor respects is those who do everything he or she wants all the time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pastoral banquets are not of God. If the church decides they want to do something nice for the man or woman of God, amen, hallelujah, but forcing you to bless me because it's God's will is not of God. Hundred dollar lines are not of God. Church shut-ins are not of God. If everybody decides to get together and pray, amen, because there's something important, amen, okay. But God's not going to bless us unless we shut in for three days. Not God, hallelujah. I know, what the, I know the ten days that the uh, disciples were, hallelujah, in the upper room praying. I get it. I understand. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus had instructed them to do that. Amen. Because he knew that he was going to send the, the Holy Spirit. And also, from a deeper standpoint, Jesus was resurrected for uh, and walked the earth, hallelujah, for 40 days. Amen. Hallelujah. They were in the upper room for 10 more days. 40 plus 10 equals 50. Amen. Tomorrow or this weekend from Friday, the Jews are celebrating Shavuot. Amen. Hallelujah. Seven weeks after the Passover or 50 days, God gave on the first Pentecost, the Jews, the law. Hallelujah. On hallelujah, after Jesus died, 40 days, hallelujah, he appeared on the earth. Another 10 days they prayed or 50. Amen. On the Pentecost, hallelujah, after Jesus' resurrection. Amen. We got the Holy Ghost and the church was born. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we shouldn't look at things just for face value, but there was meaning in why they were there for 10 days praying. It wasn't to earn God's approval, amen, through a transactional relationship, hallelujah. They were setting themselves up for Pentecost with the Holy Ghost, with fire would fall on them and create the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Transactional Christianity boils down to attempting to keep the law. The law is holy, is just, and is good, as it says in Romans 7. Hallelujah. But it has no means to transform you. Only the Holy Ghost can transform you. Hallelujah. Number three, Christianity, in spite of what difficulties believers go through in this fallen world, is about a loving relationship between God, that be Father God, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the believer. It is a covenant relationship that cannot be broken between God and the true Christian believer. The true Christian believer is not habitually leaving the church. 
No, I'm not judging other people. Hallelujah. We've all had difficulties where we thought we might have backslid or whatever. I, I understand God's married to the backslider. Hallelujah. But this transactional, if God does, if they don't do that in the church, I believe it is not a Christian point of view. It's a worldly point of view. It's a law-driven point of view. It is not Christianity. My God, thank you, Lord. He loves us. He supports us. He will not leave us. You cannot lose the Holy Spirit. Yes, did people in the, Holy S- in the Old Testament have the Holy Spirit come upon them and leave? Yes. Did, did the Holy Spirit leave Samson? Yes. I believe Samson was a normal-sized man that just had the Holy Spirit upon him to give him that strength. But after the cross, Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. Amen. In John 16 and 14, and John 14, 16, excuse me, hallelujah. He said, he will never leave you. Hallelujah. Even when we take him into sin, which we all have, he's still there. He's suffering. It's like the Holy Spirit's kind of going through a cross experience inside of us when we make those decisions to take him into sinful situations. Hallelujah. Because he loves us that much. Hallelujah. Glory Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Amen. Because... This is an introduction to something I might have to revisit again, hallelujah. That we got to be delivered as a church, the whole church, from a transactional Christianity to understanding it's about relationship. And that God, take this as you will, will not divorce you. That's a man concept. We, we, we divorce people. God will not divorce you. I'm not here hating on people that have been through abuse or somebody else, the other partner, broke the covenant. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking you or telling you to stay in abusive situations. Amen. I'm talking about God's perspective towards mankind. He will not divorce us. Even the Jews who endure the tribulation will be saved. Hallelujah. Even those unbelievers who come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ during the tribulation will be saved. They may lose their heads. They may be killed for what they believe, but they will be saved. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you today in the matchless name of Jesus. And you, thank you for this enlightening, sobering message. Father God, I start with our young adults. They're struggling. They've been coming to church for years, but at this point, their relationship is not as developed as it will be. Father God, unveil yourself to our young adults, our children, our young people like never before. Father God, deliver them from the tricks of the enemy and from the ways of the world, Father God. Take them beyond, hallelujah, this transactional point of view, Lord God, to a loving relationship with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We come against the depression. We come against the temptation. We come against, hallelujah, the spirit of the world, the demonic forces that are working upon them, Lord God. Even the seemingly 
good advice from well-meaning friends that don't know you. Father God, bless them with wisdom and enlighten them like never before. Keep them in the palm of your hand as you keep us adults in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, those of us that have been saved for many, many, many years, Lord God, you know the experiences we've been through. You know the transactional activities we've engaged in to try to gain your approval. Father God, wash us of doctrines and thoughts and maxims and proverbs and sayings that are rooted in us. Uproot those things that are not of you and cause us, Lord God, to receive and understand and be enlightened as well, Lord God, out of your word and out of our relationship with you that we have in a, a divine assurance that you are ours and we are yours and that you will never leave us or forsake us, that we have your support, your love, hallelujah, your care, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, there are difficult situations before all of us whether it be bills, whether it be marital, whether it be material, whether it be some sort of a lack, Father God, we take and put our trust in you today to solve it, to fix it at your appointed time and your appointed hour. Cause us to be like Job, to worship you in our most difficult hour in Jesus' name. Father God, give us wisdom to not only maintain and walk in our salvation in a good manner, Lord God, hallelujah, but to share the gospel with others in a way that they can understand and digest it in Jesus' name. Have your way with Living Waters Christian Center. Of course, it's to be the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower. Have your way in our lives like never before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I'm done, hallelujah. Beware of transactional Christianity. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.